0: Second in victory.
1: What's up? Second in victory listeners, my name is Austin Nelson. Nothing feels better than 7-2 and two at the moment, and the Tennessee Titans are rolling. I'm here joined by my two co-hosts, Brett Batchelor and Chris Carter. What's up, fellas? What's,
2: What's going, going on, dog?
1: What's going on? Five, five in, in a, a row. row. They're rolling, man. They're hot right now.
2: Can't ask for much better after five in a Hottest row. Hottest
0: team in the NFL.
2: That's right. All
1: right, before we dive into it, I want to make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, you that is listening. So stop if you're not, go hit subscribe, um, tell your friends, go to your coworkers who are Titans fans. I say it every week, but we need to get them to listen to the podcast because this is the, one of the best podcasts, Titans podcast out right now, uh, tooting our own horn. But uh, hit that subscribe button, leave a review. We appreciate the support more than you know. We are brought to you by broadwaysportsmedia.com and 440 Sports. Make sure you are also subscribed to broadwaysportsmedia.com. It's the place to go to right now for your latest Titans news and coverage. A lot of really good stuff on that site at the moment. You can also get your Nashville SC and Nashville Predators coverage as well. Uh, make sure you also get us on Twitter at Second and Victory and uh, go visit our merch store, secondinvictory.com. So, boys, also before we get into it, I want to congratulate all of us. It's been a hell of a ride, but this is our 50th episode, boys. so yes,
0: Doing Zebo numbers.
1: Yeah, man. It's been a it's been a fun ride with y'all. so that's what I mean? I think we've done two and a half seasons, I think, is what yeah. we're at now. Mm-hmm. Two and a half seasons. 50th it's episode, man. That's crazy that we've uh, we've done it this long, but it's been a, a wouldn't want to do with anybody else. I've yeah. had a lot of people who've asked me, hey man, give me on your podcast, or bro, can I do your podcast with you? And I'm like, no, you can't actually. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry about it. I got my two co-hosts, and I can't I can't do it with anybody else. But, uh, yeah, man, it's been a fun ride. I feel like we need to have, like, um, celebratory drinks right now.
2: But I got got some sweet tea, so. I got some water. (laughs) We'll set it for another day then,
1: in person. Uh, But, hey, let's just kind of dive into it. Sunday night was a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. It was. Was not expecting any of that to happen. Well, you know, you hope for a win, but, you know, it's kind of the way it went down was wild. What were your uh, initial thoughts on it?
0: You know, it's a – it was fun. I think is the key thing, right? Like that was a like we we got to see a defensive line completely and utterly dominate. Uh, we got to see uh, Kevin Byer doing Kevin Byer things. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. And and you know like I don't hate the Rams by any means. Like they're not one of my most hated teams. Like the the Colts or the Ravens or any of those those teams. But that is a team like we. We want to have fun. Like, we want to have a good game against just because of the Super Bowl and, and all of that. And uh for the, for the guys to come out and just ball like they did. I mean, it was it was awesome.
2: I'm going to go – I'm going to start off the top. And normally I don't like to flex, but I'm going to flex a little bit here and say that I, I did call it for my bold prediction. It said Titans went out right. You did. Uh, and I'm yeah, – so – and I'm not really flexing. I just had – to me, even though Derek went down, I did feel like this Titans team is one of those teams this year where it just feels like something's different. And I don't mean, like, saying, like, going all the way, but, like, even when they beat – like, when you beat the the Bills in that fashion, the Chiefs in that fashion, come back against the Colts, that's not luck. That's a team that knows what they're doing and knows how to win the football game. And, Austin, you kind of mentioned it, too, when you texted us. You said, hey, like, like halfway through the game or after the game, I think you were like, does this team have, like, that quote-unquote different feeling? Because, I mean – even Kevin Byers said it on Sunday night or Monday morning with that picture he said you know I really like it here thinking about coming back in the middle of February so i mean even they they're thinking it too so
1: yeah just watching it man i don't know it was, i was i was i guess it might have been the stadium for me just just being in that in that stadium i mean i would say in my personal opinion it's the best stadium in NFL at the moment probably cuz it's the newest but it's i mean it's it's beautiful i think it's better than Las Vegas i think it's better than Dallas Outside, I mean, this was like a, a spaceship just came out of the ground. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Um, and I was watching the game, and I just – I don't know what it was. But I was like, this kind of just feels like the Super Bowl. I mean, I feel like I was watching the Super Bowl. I had a bunch of people at my house. It was my birthday Sunday, so I had a, I had a watch party here. And um, I don't know what it was, man, but it just it just felt different. Like, it felt like these guys are going to be back in February. I don't know what it was. They just – they're playing <laughs> the type of energy right now. Um, but, yeah, Chris, you mentioned, man, that defense – they have, they're they playing out of their mind at the moment, man, with a lot of trust. And it's just the next man up, man. You don't have Fulton out there, um, Chris Jackson, uh, Rashawn. Not that it really matters right now, but uh, it, it just – they're playing really good complementary football.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and we saw today Fulton's back. Um practicing. So it feels, it kind of feels like the rich get richer a little bit, right? The way this defense has been playing like to get a guy like Christian Fulton back is, is a huge plus. Um, But I I want to throw out some stats to you, to you guys. Um, So since week five, uh, the Titans are first in the NFL in wins. Uh, The Titans are third in points per game. They're first in point differential Tied for first in turnover differential and tied for second in sacks. Like this is a defense that has come alive. Yeah.
2: The same defense who could get, who could not get any pressure last year.
1: The Somebody... same. The same defensive coordinator we were scared to bring back.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Think about because that. they they did uh, game balls on Blaine and Mickey today, and I was kind of in the area. So I mean, I wasn't on the air, but if I had to give one. It wouldn't have been to, other than Jeffrey Simmons, mine would have been to Shane Bowen, honestly, for the performance that they put on in that defense. And so, yeah. I mean, it's just it was an all-around great performance. And somebody tweeted the other day, too. They said the Titans went from last year's offseason signings of uh, Vic Beasley and Jadavion Clowney and turned that into the offseason signings this year of Danico Autry and Bud Dupree, which is a huge part of the turnaround of the defensive front four.
0: It is. Yeah, and, and it speaks volumes that, everybody keeps talking about Danico Autry, right? I mean, like, the broadcast was talking about him. Local media is talking about him. Fans are talking about him. Like, that dude has been awesome. And even Vrabel said that, like, Danico has taken so well to coaching and it's just making him better as a player. Um, But to to see the pressure rate that Landry's been getting all season, Simmons has been getting recently, and, and now Danico's getting, like, it, it's just, like, those are pressure numbers we haven't seen in Tennessee in a very long
2: time.
1: And they're doing it with just the front four. Like, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're generating that kind of pressure. We you know no other blitz packages, no linebackers, no safeties, no corners. Like, it's just those front four are getting after the quarterback. Uh, another stat for you, they are seventh in the league in sacks. I mean, a year ago, I think, I think they're either last or second to last in sacks. Yeah.
2: They may have more sacks this season than what they did all of last season. Yeah. And I, I think would, maybe, two more I,
0: right now than we I mean, had all losses. Yeah, 100%. It's, and then, if you ahead. were talking about Shane Bowen. Uh, I, I wonder how much uh, Jim Schwartz uh, has, has oh, played he's a in huge this part as well.
2: He's a huge yeah. part of this, I think. I think it's for an for sure. Part uh,
0: for sure. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, the when Schwartz was in Tennessee, you know, we had an incredible um, pass rush. Um, and to – to have a guy like him, I think, is, is immense value. But clearly, he's, he's bringing that value uh, that we would expect from, from a coach like that. Um, Bowen can't do it all, right? I mean, it, it takes all these assistants and, and everything. But um, Bowen's clearly it, the, right, the right man for the job right now, it looks like. So uh, we'll see how it keeps playing out. But what the, the stark contrast that we've seen from last year this year is awesome.
1: Well, I want to talk about, too, I mean, a guy that's in the running for defensive player of the year, and that's Kevin Byard, Chris. Um, Middle May. Middle May, Mary Riversboro. He is balling at the moment. He's got five interceptions on the season, but he has four in the last five games. Just playing out of his mind at the moment. Um, I know you've seen it everywhere on Twitter, the video, his interception, the pick six from Sunday night. Um, Justin Graver at Titans Film Room had a really good breakdown of it, which KB even quote tweeted and said, "Hey, this is pretty accurate. Good job." Yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool. Um,
0: Kenny Vakaro quote tweeted it too. And, yeah, and, and I, kind of outlined a little more. It was
2: neat.
1: It may have been a different tweet, but I know Schefter picked up one of uh, Justin's tweets too, so he's getting a lot of love right now.
2: Deservingly um, so, too. By the way, yeah,
1: the really good videos he's putting out, and and and, and Kevin's right. Like he was, like, I mean, he's he's spot on. You know, Kevin was not supposed to be right there. Uh, at that time, that was the, that was the uh, Janoris's area. But he saw and read Stafford and came down and made a great jump on uh, Robert Woods and, and the rest is history. So Ryan
2: Clark and yeah. Ryan Clark and Dan Orlovsky mentioned that too. I don't know if yeah. y'all saw that on NFL Live. So it's 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 one of those plays that when you realize how good it is after you break down the film of him just going off of knowledge and going off of film of just breaking off his own play and just creating a play for the defense.
0: And that, and that's the coaching staff letting Kevin Byard be Kevin Byard. Um, this is not, I mean, he's not the player right now that we saw last year. Uh, I think he's being put in a position by this coaching staff to be able to play his kind of football. Uh, and he's excellent at it when he, when he's able to. So, um, and, and I think you, you said four interceptions in the last five. I think he's had a turnover in each of the last five games because he had that fumble recovery. True. Um, so I think he's, uh, got one turnover in each of the last five games, so um, the, the dude's balling.
1: Definitely having an All Pro season. Definitely having a Pro Bowl season, and I think that's what I mean. If if I had to guess right now, that's three Pro Bowlers, maybe four from the defense: Simmons, Harold, Bayard. and if 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 Fulton can come back and and still dominate like he did the first few weeks of the season, Autry, that's a Pro, maybe that's a Pro Bowl. Maybe Denico. Like, I mean, it's gonna have to be up to the fans to vote these guys. David in, Long Jr. Because, Dave, I yeah, mean, this defense is really, really, really good at the moment.
2: Well, you mentioned you mentioned that too because uh, Amani Hooker. Talk, speaking of like Kevin Byard, his counterpart Amani Hooker was on uh, Blaine and Mickey today, and you were talking about Austin about how the stadium was looking so, looking so different, and how amazing it was. Amani mentioned, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna come full circle around this," but he mentioned that when they when they first got to the stadium, he went out there like way before kickoff, way before warm-ups and all that to see how cool the stadium was and do all that. So when he came out, you know, 20 minutes for a kick, that he wasn't, you know, his mind wasn't going wandering, True. going to different places. But to me, that's something that this team has got mentally as well about keeping their mind on football only, not yeah. looking at other distractions. They're keeping their mind on every single play on every single down.
1: And I think, too, if you look on paper um, from the game, you would have thought the Titans got their ass kicked. Um, you would have that they would have lost by double digits. To put it in perspective, Titans only had 194 total yards of offense compared to to L.A.'s 347. Um, First down, Titans had 16, L.A. 22. Time of possession, the Rams won that as well. Um, Only 69 total rushing yards. And, again, that's something we could talk about. We knew that it would be a dramatic change um, with Derek being out. And so I also think, too, that I'm not going to hold this to one week. I would like to see it a few weeks down the road and kind of see the, the carries. But we can talk about that. Peterson with 10, he led the way. McNichols with seven. Deontay Foreman with five. But Foreman led the way with yards. Um, they definitely rotated guys a lot. Um, but Tannehill had the majority of the of the of the plays. Uh, he threw the ball 27 times. But I think also the Rams, I mean, it's, it's the Rams defense. Solid front four, solid, solid defense as a whole. So I'm going to wait to give it some more time to kind of really – Figure out what this running game is now.
0: Yeah, t- two points I do want to make about the running game. Uh, it's not very often, but I did agree with Collinsworth. Uh, a D was running way too straight up. Uh, he he needs to lower that lower that shoulder a little bit. Um, and and the second thing, Deontay Foreman was clearly the best back uh, that we had in that game. Yeah. Um, and I-, I think once he gets the the pass rushing assi- or the uh, pass protection assignments and stuff down better. Uh, I think he'll probably end up getting the book of the carries.
1: Saw a few uh, tweets, too, that Peterson just missed a lot of holes, too. He could have had a lot more yards than what he did. Uh, yeah. Just did not see the, you know, go the right gaps. That's,
0: That's going to come with fans.
2: time, though, too. For sure.
0: Yeah, I think his longest run, uh, he ran straight into Saffold's back, kind of like jumped up on his back and then bounced off and went all, all, out to the left. Um but, yeah, it, it, it did look like he was missing some stuff. And it, it'll come. I mean, this is a guy that hadn't played in a long time. Um, so, it, it'll come.
2: And you're talking about the same guy, too, who on Sunday night scored his 125th career touchdown. So, I mean, like we say, it's going to – I had no problems with him. He's 36. He had been with the team for all of five days maybe. So, I mean, I expect him to probably get the, you know, a quote-unquote the some of the bulk of the carries. But, I mean, like we said, it's going to be running back by committee. and I. I thought, too, that Jeremy McNichols would stay as a third down back. And once, like y'all said, Deontay Foreman and Adrian get, you know, more comfortable with it, then I, that's probably what we'll see again.
0: Yeah, my bold prediction last week was that McNichols got the bulk of the carries. He didn't, Adrian Peterson did, but McNichols did play a vast majority more snaps uh, than either one of them. And I think that that's a lot because of his pass protection skills and stuff like that, uh, obviously knowing the pass pre- protection assignments and stuff.
1: And obviously the offense did not look great. Sunday night, but the defense spelled them out. But um, they were three for three in the red zone. That's all you can ask yeah. for. That fourth down play, that the Tannehill rollout, chef's kiss. Beautiful. About
2: every single time. Every man. time.
1: Every how do time. teams? I, honestly, <laughs> truly, I'm honestly, I I'm fucking asking, how do they not know by
2: now? No clue. No. clue. I mean, it's
1: it's once a game usually. A now, Aaron Donald like that. Did,
2: he did kind of have it sniffed out to a degree, but I think even if Tannehill, Tannehill still gets around, if Donald doesn't get knocked over, so I yeah. mean, he kind T- of two, sniffed two, out. But two still, Rams
0: players shooting. ran into each other, I yeah. remember,
2: yeah, uh-huh. but still, Tannehill still would have scored. So,
1: I think the Jeff Swain play was awesome too,
2: bro. Talk, about, hey, can we give Jeff Swain a small round of applause on the man? Give him flowers, man. Touchdown. Yeah, I mean, Swain maybe he's really coming to his own. Swame train, honestly. That's what everybody's been calling him. Are we giving so. him a nickname?
1: The swame is that is he is that level now where we're giving him nicknames? I've seen it a couple of times. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about before we move on, Taylor Lawan not playing. What was up with that?
0: Yeah, that's Weird. interesting. Um, so he missed Friday's practice, I think, with, a, with an injury, right? And but then he dressed out. Uh, Kendall Lamb was hurt, so he didn't play. Um, so Lawan. Was dressed out and was and Rabel said in the post game um, that he was available in an emergency situation, but I feel like if if your franchise left tackle is available in a emergency situation, he's available in a starter situation and probably should have been playing. Um, so it's interesting. I don't know why he didn't play. Um, it, it may have tweaked something in the, in the knee, and they were just being precautionary, but. Um, I think Bobby Hart was a detriment to the run run protection. Um there obviously wasn't many sacks in the game and stuff, but um the the run game I I don't think was able to get going because you didn't have a guy like Lewan out there.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was odd. Um and the fact that we just didn't know much about it, still kinda of don't know much about it unless I was missing. Still don't it, know yeah. what what the situation was. Now he's on an injury report for me. Limited um, today,
0: I believe, right?
1: So, yeah. And, and, again, for those that don't know, limited pretty much means that you were out there for individual workouts but not team uh, yeah. drills, things like that. So, so,
2: do you think Do you think this is still stemming from that pregame in Seattle? Just kind of nagging? That was
1: week two, though. I mean, yeah. he, he's played yeah. since then. He's played a lot since then, yeah. And he's played well. We've talked about that in the last yeah. podcast. Yeah. Like, he's actually been trending – upwards again, like you don't have to worry about Lawan anymore. And then situation like that happens. Hopefully it's nothing, and it's just to kind of he needed a, a week off and he'd tweak something. I and- think,
0: I th- staying on the offensive line, I think this was the first game that Saffold and Ben Jones played every snap. Mm-hmm. Except, well, they didn't take the kneel. I, I think they may have set out the kneel where Logan Woodside came in and kneeled it at the end of the game. But they played every active snap, I think, for the first time this season, I believe have to go back and check that out. Off but. the
1: line, I'm thinking about uh AP's uh, touchdown and who, who pushed him in the end zone. Raidens. Oh, was who it? He I did. That. Nice. Nice heads up play by him. But, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think LeJuan plays this Sunday. I don't see him sitting out again.
2: No,
0: I don't either. Hopefully
1: not. Knock on wood.
0: I mean, I hope yeah. not.
1: But, all right, I want to go to some Twitter questions that we have. Get to them. Got a couple tonight. Some good ones. Um, this really has nothing to do with the Titans, but it was asked, so I think we should answer it because it has you know something to do with the Titans at least in a sense. Uh, this is at MKE Miguel. Uh, if you're the Colts with bleak playoff hopes at this point, do you shut down wins and save the first round pick? Sounds crazy, but missing the playoffs and losing a first round pick would be
0: embarrassing. Absolutely, you should. They won't, but nah, you should. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad they're not going to, because I don't want them to have a first-round pick. Right. Um, even though I, I don't think they've picked that well over the last. They're going to uh, fight uh, last for Wild because
1: they're kind of right in the in the thick of it with a few teams. Yeah. Browns being. Yeah, I mean they're Steelers, not going Ravens. Give,
0: they're not going to give up. Um, Raiders Broncos. Yeah, dude, if you can, if you could save that first-round pick, you probably should.
2: Yeah. I, man, I just. I'm yeah. not but going to. And the competitiveness I mean, in me, the competitiveness in me, though, I would not allow that to happen.
0: You no, might that. actually get me to watch a couple of Colts games if you put Sam Ellinger out there.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's, uh, it's a won't. it's an interesting question, but I, I think he's going to play. You know, unless he gets hurt, which is not out of the realm awesome. of possibility.
2: Right. He played. Think, he played in a game with two, two sprained ankles. So yeah. I mean, yeah. All right, so
1: this is something I've
2: been—I haven't—I think I brought it up
1: to you guys in a, in a while, and I've been thinking about it for a long time. What does life after Ryan Tannehill look like? When does that happen? At no, what I don't point? want
0: to talk about that. I
1: know, but we're getting a question uh, from at Justin Sullivan too, who listens to the podcast. Appreciate you, Justin. Uh, when do you think J. Rob will spend a high draft pick on a quarterback? I love what Tannehill brings to the team, but when do we start planning for the future? Do we trade up and hope we strike gold like Casey? drafted Mahomes even though they had a very stable Alex Smith at the time
0: you know I've uh, I've actually thought about this a good comparison uh it is oh, yeah. I've, I've actually thought about it I don't know that J-Rob Wilson, uh, first round second round pick on a quarterback mm-hmm. I could see him staying with the veteran route for a, a while like if he can try yeah. to swing another Ryan Tannehill type situation that's what he'll try to do I think
2: but if, if if they were to use a high draft pick, I still think it would be two, three years away. It's not going to be the upcoming draft, and I don't think it would be the draft after that as well if they no. were to use a high draft pick on, the, on a quarterback. But that's a good point, Chris. I never even really thought about it that way. Who it would be? Obviously, we have no idea. But right. that's a good point.
1: Because we've never yeah. seen John really draft a quarterback high. He hasn't needed to. Um, you so, would have I mean, had, in, had in the, to
0: if, the quarterbacks he has taken have just been, like, flyers just to see if they do anything.
1: Well, yeah, but they actually – none of them have panned out, though, Chris. And that kind of worries No, they have No, sense. not at all. Like, no. you would think, but hopefully one would have, have made the team. But
0: who, who in those – of those – of other quarterbacks drafted around those guys, did any of them pan out? I mean – Probably not. Probably not.
2: Yeah. He – tell you what, though. He's been – because, Chris, I'm still going off your point because I thought it was so good. That John Robinson has been the master of, like, uh, middle veteran – trades that still have a lot left in the tank, like traded for Dennis yeah. Kelly. Obviously we saw how that panned out traded for DeMarco Murray. saw how that panned out, we've both been in the league for a couple years traded for Ryan Tannehill. You definitely see how that's panning out. So those three, they were all in the league, you know, four or five years. Tannehill just a little bit longer when he traded for them. And you look how it's panning out now, because he knows the fit and how everything works there. So that's a, that's a really good point because those, those trades have worked before. So he, I don't think he'd shy away from it again.
1: I'll say there's nobody in this next draft class that I would want to touch. no, don't worry about this next year. And and the Titans have obviously grown fond of Logan Woodside. He's been on the roster now for – He's a
2: comparable you – know, he's a comparable
1: – For five years now, obviously. four years at yeah. least. And he had so, one season. I mean, where did, st- I will, where did he start? I will say
0: a, a guy like Matt Corral from Ole Miss might not be bad if he was able to sit a couple years behind a Ryan Tannehill. But – you're right. Like this, this upcoming draft has nobody I would want to spend early capital. On. I love
1: Sam Howe, but you're having a rough year. He is, man. I used to love, oh, yeah. And then Desmond Ritter, you're going to have mate. I don't think Spencer Rattler comes out now. He shouldn't. Malik he's Willis. No, he should, no transfer. Malik Willis. That's a good one, too. I love watching Liberty play. Um, yeah, it's just, it's not the greatest quarterback class, man. I don't even know if you see one taking the first round.
2: No. Matt well, Miller well, has. Well,
0: did, Matt Miller has uh, Liberty's quarterback as QB1 right now. Lake? Yeah. Yeah. Not surprising.
2: What uh, did Logan, what side did he play? He didn't play, was it the AAF? Is that what he played in? Yeah. For the Command, yeah. San Antonio. That's right. For the Commanders. Never mind. Yeah. Toledo.
1: It's a good question, Justin. And uh, I think it, I don't, think right now is the right time to really dive in and talk about it because, I mean, there's it's not going to happen anytime soon. But I will say that Ryan Tannehill needs to step his game up, though, because these turnovers are, are really becoming an issue, at least yeah. once a one a week now. They're kind of just boneheaded plays, bone bad throws. Yeah. Um, he's getting lucky a few times with tip balls at the line or just tip passes that are not being picked off. He's had fumble issues in the past. You clean that up. Um,
0: the right, fumble is issues you, seem to be cleaned up. But now it's these just dumb interceptions.
1: Interceptions, I agree. That's a great um, question. A couple notes before we uh, dive into the, uh, the Saints. Um, with well, the Titans' rank after nine games, offense 10th overall, 26 in the pass. That's tough to, to look at. Uh, fourth in the run, six in the points. Defense 19th overall, so that's that's um climbing. 24th in the pass, 8th in the rush, 14th in the points, which seems all of those seem a lot higher. The only one
0: I care about is scoring defense, and we're top 15. 15. I mean, that's valuable. I mean, and and considering I think they were – Titans were 28th, I think, in scoring defense last year uh, at the end of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So to be top 15 is massive.
2: Man, and, well, I know we we kind of hit on it last week, but all three of us at the beginning of the year, and also know where I'm going with this for sure, said the defense has to be average or a little above average, top 15, and the Titans will be a lot better. And that's exactly where they are, and the Titans are 7-2. and two.
1: Yep. Um, another couple of notes. This happened today. Mike Vrabel has been added to the competition committee, and I would love to be a fly on the wall in those meetings listening to him.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that corrects referees all the time. So, uh,
1: especially we can even talk about Sunday night with the whole Jalen Ramsey situation. Yeah. Unsportsmanlike conduct that uh, 100%
0: called, 100% called, called unsportsmanlike. But they changed it without letting
1: anybody know. Yep. Yep. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. You just want to know
1: Jalen Ramsey on Sunday night football.
0: And they they corrected it to unnecessary roughness, but that was, it was clearly. What should have been the in sportsman
2: light, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we so, should have known too that there was going to be a chance for this when the uh in the New England game in the playoff game a couple years ago. Yeah. When He ran the time yeah. down, called time out, then took a false start to not have back to back delay game. I'm sorry, took a delay game, then took a false start on purpose so he could take another delay game after that. So and he learned he's always been guy, known for the rules and stuff like that. So he learned it from the guy he was playing that night 100%. Uh,
1: designated for, to return Christian Fulton. It's a very exciting news he practiced, and uh, hopefully, I don't know, we'll find out more at the end of the week if he plays Sunday, if he needs another week uh, to practice. Um, Josh Reynolds has been cut. I told you guys that he requested a trade a few weeks back, and that was, I think, no news um, later. Uh, he only had 10 catches for 90 yards in three games. And like you said, Chris, a few weeks ago, he just wasn't a good fit.
0: hmm I tweeted you guys or texted you guys today. He's, he went from wide receiver six in, in Nashville to know he's arguably going to be wide receiver one in Detroit. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. and it, what was funny, you said uh, that Khalif Raymond is wide receiver two right now, and he's actually been playing yeah. quite yeah. a bit for the Lions, and I get I mean, they have nobody yeah. there.
0: Um, the Rams did put in a claim on Reynolds, though. Yeah. Uh, so, that's a guy they tried to get back. Found that interesting.
1: So, Reynolds gone. And then they signed former TSU wide receiver Chris Rowland to the practice squad. And, Chris, you had a cool little tidbit about him.
0: Yeah, he actually uh, broke uh, Jerry Rice's HBCU record for catches uh, while he was in school at TSU. So That's huge. uh, It's a guy that's got talent, clearly. Um, Interested to see if they can develop him.
1: I'll be honest, as much as I pay attention to local media, even schools like TSU, I do not remember him in college or even hearing about that story.
0: Yeah, he was cool. Blaine
2: Blaine Bishop said today, too. Blaine Bishop said he's a really quick guy who's actually really good. He's got very special return skills. So it makes you wonder, too, if that's something that we could see further down the line.
1: Sure, because please just do not put Jeremy McNichols out there.
2: (laughs) That's
1: all I'm asking. Uh, He also played in Atlanta with Julio, too, so some some, uh, familiarity in the uh, locker room. But – so I kind of missed it earlier. That the Titans have the easiest remaining schedule in the league. And that's a fact. That's not me saying that. That is a literal fact based on record. And they kind of just went through the hardest record straight the schedule. And they went seven and two. And now they have the easiest. Guys, what is the final record going to be at this point? What can this team do?
0: Uh, 13 and four. Because that's what I predicted at the beginning of the season, and I said twelve yeah, and five. I just intense, don't see how yeah. they're going
1: to find three losses with the rest of the way. I mean, maybe. yeah,
0: I was about to say it, it. might be, it might be fifteen to two the way this team is Oh no. Don't tell me that, dude. I would that would be insane.
1: <laughs> it would be kind of cool though, because I mean, no no team has ever been fifteen to two in the NFL. That'd be the first time. Obviously, it's a seventeen game schedule. I don't think no teams ever went fourteen and three. Right, you know, be setting a record with you know you still have. The Packers and Cardinals, obviously, who had around the same record as you. But, uh, yeah, the rest of the way – help me out here. Uh, Saints, Texans. At New England. At New England by week. Yep. Jaguars, Steelers, 49ers, Dolphins, Texans. Only losses I could see would be Patriots – and Steelers. Steelers. Don't yeah. see them losing the 49ers. That Patriots
2: game, man, that's going to be a good football game. I agree. A good football game. Yeah.
0: But,
1: dude, they can beat every team on the rest of the way. They can easily do it.
0: Yeah. No, I, I definitely think so. Um, I mean, I'm not – we definitely don't need to get ahead of ourselves. No. Like as fans, obviously. One game at a time. But – um I mean, the Saints are going to be a tough matchup if, if they can figure out their their passing game and such. Um,
2: That's if Alvin Kamara plays, too. I was going to mention yeah. that.
1: So, Alvin Kamara could possibly be out, which he's been working out running backs this week. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, if you guys remember him, he was one that concussed. Oh, we him. remember him. He <laughs> we concussed Khalif Raymond uh, a few years back when they came, and, and uh, I was at that one where uh, Mike Thomas broke the single-season record for most receptions. Titans have won that game. And uh, is it going to be Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill Sunday? I don't think the Saints have made a decision on that, and I don't understand why. I think it will be
0: both of them. I just yeah. don't
1: get why Simeon starting all, man. You pay Taysom all that money just to sit him?
0: It, it, and effectively be the third-string quarterback. I don't get it, man. $16 million, right?
2: Isn't that what he's making yeah. this show? Sounds right, yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, I mean, Simeon – Obviously knows our offense like he knows the playbook. Um, he was here last year, and I don't think this offensive playbook is too different from what they were running last year. But um, I don't, I don't think that this defense is going to struggle against Trevor Simeon. No,
1: they I don't seen either. him before. Trevor Simeon.
2: Well, I mean, it was it was 2017 when he started for the Broncos. Yeah but it's a, it's a different team now. But, I mean, he's been to Nashville a couple of times as a, an opposing QB.
1: The Saints have been leading on their defense this year. They are fifth in the league in points per game, only averaging 19 and a half points per game. So, it's going to have to be the offense finding a way. Um, they only scored 21 last week. KB got them the other seven. So, but three for three in the red zone. Can you can you score more? Can you, I just want to see a little bit more from the offense this week, because last week was yeah. you know, not the greatest. And that's the first game without Derek. So, You watch film, you figure out what to change, what to improve on, how to get the running game going, Lawan back, hopefully. Um,
0: Healthy Julio.
1: Healthy Julio, another week for AP, another week for the whole running back crew as a whole, just kind of to mesh and kind of figure out that whole game plan.
0: Yeah, and and, and, and I'm sure, like, this week, those two running backs, um, AD and and Foreman, are probably focused on their pass protection and things like that, like, things they weren't able to cram in last week. So, hopefully Tannehill gets some good protection, um, against and, against the the Saints front,
1: and this is the the best run defense in the league. Yeah, only giving up seventy three a game. So you see
2: a lot of AJ Brown slant routes.
1: Would love that. The the good news though is they are awful at pass defense. Twenty seventh in the league. So it, you would love to see a big Ryan Tannehill game Sunday. I think that's what it's going to. They're going to have to lean on, which we talked about. I mean, uh, when Derek went out, this is it's his on Tannehill shoulders now.
0: I got a question for you guys about cornerbacks about uh, for the Titans. Fulton's back. If Fulton plays this weekend, he might not. It might be next week. But if Fulton plays this weekend, how do you shift things around? Um, uh, Molden's, Molden's obviously playing the, the majority of, of the nickel uh, snaps right now. Uh, Jackrabbit's on the other side. Uh, but CJAT was very good this yeah. week. And it and was good last week, too. Like, he's, he's stringing together some solid performances. Uh, I don't think that's a guy you take off the field right now. I
1: know, but – And you
0: he's not – but he's not good in the slot.
1: You got to find a way to put Fulton on the field, though. He's your, he's your, he's your, he, he your CBIR.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you try to move Jack Rabbit to the slot? Gosh. We know Fulton's better on the outside. I mean, that's, that's been apparent since day one. I don't know why he was ever played in the nickel. Um, see, I think C-Jack's vastly better on the, on the outside. It'll be interesting. Uh, I, I can't wait to see how they, they split snaps and, and you know, get those players in there. This is a defense that likes to give players the whole game, though. Like, yeah. I mean, the two linebackers, Jayon, Jayon and David Long, both played the full game until David Long got hurt.
1: And this isn't a, a Saints wide receiving court that scares you at all. Um, you guys want to guess who leads the team in receptions?
2: Oh, man. Marquez Calloway? No, it's not him. It's not him. I um, do I know this. Alvin Kamara.
1: Yeah, the guy who may not play mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So, outside of that, Deontay Harris, Marquez Calloway, Adam who mm-hmm. who's a tight end. Exactly. No. Uh Kwan-Smith. They just don't scare you a lot, so. I the times they might have.
0: They might have OBJ.
1: I don't think he. He said he's going to take the week to think about it, oh, and I think. He? Okay. Yeah, I, I think we're going to. Prediction: I do want to talk, talk to you all about that. I think he ends up going to the Patriots. That's just my guess.
2: They're pushing hard for him, man. Yeah. Hard, hard.
1: And I think he's also thinking about a place. All right, I don't want to do this again next in the off season. I want to kind of find a home. And, and I, this is my that's my personal thing. I don't know if that's true or not. If he wants to go through free agency again, find a home that can sign him long-term, a team that's willing to do that. Yeah, The Patriots are kind of in that, that situation right now where they, they've they been burned by receivers before. Yeah. Took a first-round pick and, on – And can the Knight. Packers
0: do that? They've <laughs> the got to they pay Adams.
1: Got to pay Adams.
0: Um, Aaron Rodgers' you know, situations up in the air after the season. Yeah, that's the thing, yeah.
1: though. I mean, we saw the one last dance picture before the year. Was that for just Rodgers? Was that for Rodgers and Devontae?
2: Rodgers yeah.
1: and Devontae. I know. So it's, a, yeah. If I'm OBJ, I wouldn't go to Green Bay. I think you're right, Chris. I think it's New Orleans or or um, New England. But all right. So the game's Sunday in Nashville. It's good that they're playing back home. I like it's been a while since they've, uh, it's only been three weeks. But Bray, um, you and I had both had our bowl predictions right last week. I said AP was going to score a touchdown. You Mm -hmm. guys are going to win out, right? Yeah. 100%. All right. I'm going to start us off this week. I think it's going to be a game from Tannehill. Um, I think the the offense plays much better than what they have uh, or did last week. And um, I think it's time to get Julio Jones more involved. His best game this year was in Seattle six receptions, 128, and what should have been a touchdown. Hadn't got him involved much. And I really don't understand why. So I'm gonna go out and say Julio has six catches again. I'm gonna double down. I'm doing the Brett Bachelor right here. Six catches, <laughs> in a t- six catches, and a touchdown.
2: I like that. Okay, I'm gonna go. I, I agree with Julio having a touchdown. I'm gonna to say AJ and Julio both score a touchdown.
0: Love that. Damn. My, so my my prediction is a uh, Julio and AJ. Uh, I think they both have a hundred.
1: Okay. That would
2: be nice. Right. That would be nice. That'd be really nice. That'd
1: be really cool. Yeah, man. I just, I'm, 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 kind of confused on the whole Julio thing right now. But man, when they
2: throw it to him, he's productive. That's the thing. He's when he's getting the ball, nah. he's still. It's not like he's not doing anything with the ball. He's still fine with it. He's
1: averaging 16 yards a catch, and it seems like he's been yeah. invisible all season.
2: It's kind of weird.
1: Very odd. All right. Uh, y'all going to game this week? Hundred percent. You'll be there. Chris go okay. watch from watch from the crib. Brett, I'll see you there. Yep. Um, to be a big good one. Titans again, seven and two, five in a row. They're rolling. They look good. Got to keep it going. Got to keep the defense rolling. They're hot. I'm excited. Here's to game, the next man.
0: fifty episodes. To the yeah. next 50 percent.
1: It's been a fun ride. With y'all, yeah, to the next 50, man. We'll see what, what, what happens. Hopefully the Super Bowl ring when by the time we get to episode 100.
0: Hopefully by the time we get to, like, what, episode 58, 59, whatever that is. Something like How it. many I weeks away from would that be, one be,
1: see, it would be a, a little longer. Whatever. Think, 65, yeah, something like longer than 60. Than that. All right. For Brett Baxter, Chris Carter, my name is Austin Nelson. We appreciate y'all listening to the Second in Victory podcast. Again, get us on Twitter at Second Victory and make sure you subscribe to the podcast Um, wherever you get your podcast. Appreciate y'all listening. Tighten up. Tighten Tighten up. up.